Hello, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for pursuing a life of adventure and passion and setting up a location-independent business that can support your dream lifestyle. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. Do you want to initiate a life of adventure and start your own location-independent business that can support you from anywhere? Then go check out the new manifesto on lifestyle design, authored by yours truly, Buy Your Own Island, now available on Amazon. It's been called inspiring and empowering and one of the best new books on entrepreneurship. Lifestyle design for 2015 and beyond. Look for it on Amazon or go download the audiobook for free at buyyourownisland.com forward slash audio dash book. Deepak, I just wanted to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm really uh, excited for today's interview because I'm joined by Deepak Taylor, who has uh, created a website called latestfreestuff.co.uk. He is yeah. also, yeah, he's also written a book called How to Live for Free, uh, which has just recently been published. It's uh, re- uh, reached bestseller status in just four days. And the book is really interesting because it teaches how to uh, do all these little tricks that few people know about to get things for free. Like you can do things like uh, get a private driver, eat out every night, go to the theater for free, sail the world, or learn new languages. So I'm really interested in uh, picking his brain and, and kind of seeing how uh, he does all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so Deepak, uh, tell me the story about this. How did you uh, get involved in this kind of business? Um, so, okay, I, I started kind of becoming interested in this kind of freeganism, kind of free living, uh, probably about 10 years ago now, uh, where I started using different free sample sites just to order free samples of products. So you can get little samples of products from newly launched um, brands that are just testing kind of the market with all their new products. And they'll normally give out maybe 1,000, 2,000, sometimes 150,000 samples of a product. And I was just sitting there ordering each product. Um, But I realized that the current kind of crop of websites weren't really catering to like a person who just wants to try like the the problem is the stigma with these sites is that people think you're just going to steal your details or you're going to pass your details on to kind of a spam website that's going to email you or call you for the rest of your life and I wanted to change that and create something kind of genuine um, that allows people just to order free samples um, just from top branded companies um, kind of no ifs and no buts no advertising no banner advertising um, no spammy sites no spammy content and literally just working with the top brands and that's what I've done and I think it's kind of spiraled out of control and we've launched our own app which is completely unique we've launched the book like you said um to try and get this kind of new group of people who want to become this kind of guru in living for free um so that's really where i'm at at the moment now okay but you're from the uk right and you were working at a department store um where you're you're selling all these goods and and you realized that there were certain goods that could be found online that's kind of when this started right and then you were actually you actually you actually went traveling to southeast asia but tell me Tell me about the moment or the day when you realized that that you wanted to start this kind of business. When did you have that aha, like uh, that there could be um, something here? So that probably started whilst I was traveling. Um, whilst I was traveling, I launched about 70 different websites, all little niche websites to help me 
kind of fun, the traveling. Because like you said, I went traveling probably to about 26 countries, 27 countries, just backpacking around the world. I'm going through the traditional backpacker route everywhere through Southeast Asia and Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, all of South America. And then I realized that these small niche websites weren't really kind of having an impact on people's life. Um, I was getting maybe like a few hundred visitors a day to each site, but it wasn't having thousands and thousands of people a day. And that's when I realized I wanted to launch something big and make a massive impact in people's life. And so I launched Latest Free Stuff, really. Um, I still own all the other 70 websites. Um, I was almost self-sufficient whilst I was traveling. Um, and that was off the back of the income of the websites that were kind of automated. And I had outsourced staff all over the world kind of helped me run those sites um, and I used to run customer service so directly from my BlackBerry as I was traveling around the world so very cool. <laughs> well that's awesome so from what I understand affiliate sites are kind of low quality spammy sites right that kind of maybe aren't the best are contributing really anything to the internet right? Yeah so they were kind of like you said very very basic HTML websites um, but like you said I had kind of this um one of the sites was like you said i was working in the famous department store harrods which is just um on the other side of london from here and um i was working in a spy store where they were selling these spy cameras for about five six hundred five six hundred pounds sterling and i didn't realize but they were buying all these cameras from china for about three four pounds and then so whilst i was in singapore i set up a website a very basic e-commerce site found a bunch of kind of drop shipping um drop shipping web or drop shipping suppliers and i set up this website overnight whilst i was singing in singapore whilst i was in a hostel um and sold it for much less than the 500 pounds and then started making one or two sales a day whilst i was traveling whilst i was backpacking through southeast asia and um yeah the site's still running right now so it worked really well it was, it was literally just kind of taking the market where i was working and turning it into like an automated business and it seemed to work it seemed to kind of take off with the back of kind of Google SEO traffic, it seemed to work really well. Awesome. So you saw this opportunity where uh, they were buying these products from China and marking them up by 100 times, let's say. Uh, but how about, how about the free stuff? Was this, were you like actively uh, up getting these free deals and discounts while you were traveling around the world? Were you like uh, a really passionate bargain hunter? or, or what's, what's the word? Uh, Freeganism or free? Freeganism. Yeah, it is freeganism. Um, so okay. I, I tried as much as I could. So what, what does that make you? Are, are you a freeganist then? Is that how? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what that makes me actually. I think freeganism is a new word that I've been touted in the last few months where I seem to be the start of freeganism industry in the UK. Um, but um, the freeganist, I think that's, that sounds like a great title. Um, but I was always quite savvy whilst I was traveling. So I was always in the I think it's one of the easiest things to negotiate with kind of hostel owners and kind of packages for tours and little things um it's quite easy to kind of negotiate especially when you're in like a group of people uh, whilst you're traveling um but it, i kind of struggled to get free stuff whilst you were traveling but it was it was kind of like when you realize how low the prices are it's probably good to give something back to the people um at that point especially in some countries um to kind of value their services um but i was always quite savvy i always got a discount on everything um there wasn't much that i paid full price for whilst i was traveling unless i could um unless it just physically wasn't possible so so tell me about some of the the discounts and stuff that you you haggled for and, and how did you negotiate for these kinds of deals while you're traveling 
Oh, so one of the best stories, oh, actually, that's probably not the greatest story. Um, one of the best stories was whilst I was in, um, oh, I want to say uh, Ban Vieng, which is in Laos, um, I saw a little sign, a little, um, what was kind of a travel agent. It was one of the kind of smaller travel agents, not a very big brand. And he said, I just wanted to make a website. And he'd give me, um, he was looking for a website for his company. And then I kind of, on that evening, whilst I was up all night, after kind of partying and um, traveling during the day, I went home probably about an hour or two, set up a WordPress website for him, launched the website um, overnight on one of my kind of unlimited hosting packages. Um, still runs today, and he gave me free flights to Vietnam worth maybe about three, $400. He paid for my accommodation for about 14 days, um, and we got free transfers in and out of that town, so um, we saved a bunch of money. And he's still one of my clients today, so um, through one of my web design clients. Um, and I still keep in contact with him, and I will probably go and see him again one day when I go back to Laos. So, <laughs> so is, is he a Laotian then? He's one of the locals? He's one of the locals, yeah, um, in Van Vieng. It's kind of like the tubing capital of the world um, okay. is Van Vieng. Um, and, yeah, he's one of the travel agents there who organize tours and transfers. That's, that's he's a really good guy. Yeah, so, so you, came, uh, you came from the, the first world, obviously, and you have these certain web skills uh, that, that you can offer to these people that they don't have a lot of that there, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was um, kind of a, like my situation. I'm not a very, I'm not, I like in university, just before I went traveling, I started marketing. So I don't, I don't come from a kind of technical background, but I was very clever in like self-teaching myself how to how to kind of launch WordPress websites, how to run them, how to start them, how to edit them, because it's one of the easiest platforms you can pick up and kind of build on. And, um, and that was it, really. Um, all the other kind of technical aspects of my business today and in the past were always done through outsourcing, um, through websites like Fiverr and People Per Hour and Odesk, because um, I don't really have a technical background at all. So if you ask me to change something on the website technically, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, but I will try and Google it and try and make, <laughs> make half-hearted it to do it um, but otherwise I'll now rely on other programmers to do it so have you have you done more of these types of deals when you uh, travel like uh, these kinds of trades and bartering um, the trades and bartering um, that was probably the only one we done um, up okay. until then um, there wasn't much else after that because Australia we really struggled to do it um, New Zealand and Fiji we really really struggled um, I've got family all over the world so we kind of lived with family everywhere I've got Oh, probably about 25 cousins. Um, so we've got family literally all over the world. Um, so that made my life a bit easier with accommodation. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I've actually done a few of these uh, deals myself, you know, where I'll, I'll trade uh, a website for accommodation for a month or two. And I find it works really Brilliant. well. And, and not many people are doing it, you know. Um, what, what, are, what are some of the other things that you recommend out of your book? Like, what are some of the, the top three that, that you recommend or just based on your own experiences? Um, so one of the best things that I think of, or one of the most interesting things that people always come back to me about is you can actually travel the world for free. So I met um, kind of a young chap in Chile and he had traveled all the way around the world for completely free. He never paid a penny for travel or kind of, transiting across the world and he he wasn't a sailor by chance but he was someone who just got a bit lost in life 
And he decided to just leave Scotland, leave out of his call center and just kind of travel the world. And he, he stumbled on a website called crewfinders.net. And they kind of match rich ship owners who want to get their ship from one point one country to kind of the Maldives. And they don't want to do it themselves. They want, to, they want someone to t- sail it during the winter. Uh, so they kind of recruit a crew of people to kind of manage this boat, pay for your accommodation, pay for your travel, um, pay for your food. And then you become part of the crew. And you literally get to sail around the world completely free. And that's probably one of my best tips I've got. Um, and people get inspired by that one. So, um, and I've seen <laughs> lots of people do it. <laughs> so what, what, are they do- what is he doing exactly? Is he uh, in the crow's nest or something? <laughs> Looking out for a dragon? Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> literally just jumping from ship to ship as he finds someone um and then just sails that boat for free um becomes part of the crew um wherever they're going whichever direction they're going in whichever direction he wants to go in um he'll jump on the ship and then help them out makes a few make some friends on the way so it's brilliant (laughs) what what kind of work are they doing um, they're literally just traveling around the world um they're literally just getting from so they're normally quite kind of rich yacht owners um they they literally just want to get their boat from one place one place to another um and they they literally need a crew of maybe like 14 15 different people and it kind of matches their um, need to do it oh okay i see because i'm actually looking at the the website right now um how oh, are you yeah looks like looks like some positions for for cooks and um <laughs> some other things yeah, there's lots of different positions. Any kind yeah. of, and one of the best things about the website is you you don't really need any skills. Um, there's lots okay. of positions on there where you just don't need to have any sailing experience, no cooking skills, like you just said, um, no managerial experience. Um, you just need to be kind of adventurous. <laughs> so, is that something that you plan to try? Um, I have done it. Yeah. Um, we traveled um, from kind of like the coast of Australia down the coast. Um, we found a ship that needed help. We jumped on the ship. We helped them out for a few months and or a few weeks, I think it was. Um, and we had a great time. It was just me and my girlfriend. So it was brilliant. Oh, awesome. So you can just commit to like uh, two weeks or something or something. Very yeah. 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 It's quite easy to do. So, so what are some of the other? Uh, give me some other goodies here, because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I looked through your book a little bit, and uh, you have an interesting story about. I wrote a book called "Buy Your Own Island." You have a, a section in your book called "A Man Who Built His Own Island," um, <laughs> and some other th- really interesting things. So, why don't you tell me more about that? Um, so that was actually a story that I found um, for a friend, and it's. It's actually someone who built their own island, and it was one of the most inspirational stories I found. Um, and it was just like the, the sheer fact of someone building their own island kind of defies, I don't know, it defies, I don't really know how to describe it, but it defies kind of human kind of intellect. Um, so instead of actually going to buy an island where Richard Branson would pay millions and millions, this guy had actually built one, and it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and I just had to write a story about him. Um, and it goes on for pages and pages, but you've read the story. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, what's the name of that uh, island, Deepak? Um, I forgot the name of it. That's why I was just trying to recall, because I read this book uh, well, about I, six I, months I, ago. Maybe Joyce, you'll have to remind me. Joixi Island? I don't know how to pronounce it. Joixi Island, yeah. No, it was Joix's Joyce Island, I think he named it in the end. Okay. Um, and it's still there now, so it's brilliant. And just so I understand, it's it's this island in Mexico, and it's uh, made up of plastic bottles and uh, just earth that's been kind of clumped together, I suppose. 
Yeah, exactly. And he built it all himself. And um, I think he done a great job. And then now it's probably worth a bit of money, I would say, because he's kind of self-made. It's almost this kind of Japanese element of expanding land where you're kind of running out of land. And um, he's lived there for months and months. So he's done really well. Hopefully I'll go back and see him one day. <laughs> awesome so what are some of your uh tips that you have or, or what do you recommend uh from the book i mean what's i guess what, what i guess what i'm wondering is um what provides what are some other things that provide the best bang for your buck because i know a lot of this stuff uh you, you kind of got to wonder whether it's it's worth the hassle or not you know yeah 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 so one of the best things i know they're mm-hmm. kind of the book's very aimed it's kind of very kind of targeted to a kind of UK audience. Um, But one of the best things you can do in the UK, because UK or Londoners and Spit in particular love their tea, and there's lots of different loyalty packages in London where you can get free tea and coffee. Um, The the big brands like John Lewis, McDonald's and Waitrose, um, even Ikea, um, you can pick up loyalty cards and pick up free cups of tea and coffee uh, for completely free, no obligation. Um, people just don't realize you can do it. Um, and then normally it's a loyalty card sitting inside your pocket. Um, and you just never need to pay for tea and coffee, I would say, in London. I don't think I've paid for tea and coffee in months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how uh, passionate uh, you British people are about your tea. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, 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 what do you say to people that say, like... Um, you know, uh, it just seems like uh, dumpster diving to me, like to, to try to get all this stuff for free. Like, is it, is it even worth it? Uh, are, you, are they being too narrow-minded about it? What would you say? I mean, you kind of look at this as like a lifestyle, right? Yeah, so I look at a lifestyle, but there's lots of people who kind of have only the majority of feedback I've had from people is um, obviously they're not going to, some people won't go to the full extent of living for completely free. Um, but the reason I launched the book is there's always maybe like five things you can take from the book where you can change your own lifestyle and implement those things into your life. Um, and those things um, just becoming almost this kind of frugalism of kind of saving money um, kind of off your household spending or your kind of personal spending. Um, that's kind of changed people's life. Um, and when there's just things that they didn't realize they were spending hundreds of pounds on and they can get it for completely free or save lots of money on it um, and they can instead buy lots of things that they want to buy yeah what i love about this uh, about your book is that not just the fact that you're telling people uh ways to get coupons or get things for free but i think the book also overhauls uh people's paradigms about what they can and can't do would you say yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly. Um, and people need to kind of leave their comfort zone um, to get some of this stuff. But there's some things that make it really easy for people to apply for. Um, but this is almost a comfort zone where they just, they're kind of not inclined to go and do it because it's a bit more effort or um, it kind of goes against what they believe in. Um, um, yeah, something like that, I would say. Do, do you remember when you had this uh, paradigm change where you, you learned to live this kind of lifestyle or I, I don't know would you call it would you call it a minimalist lifestyle you, you refer to it as freeganism right yeah I'm gonna probably re- refer to it as freeganism because okay. that's what it's been called by lots of journalists in the last few months <laughs> um but I I probably started this probably just before I launched the website um that's when I realized this that this lifestyle was possible and because I launched the website and because I'm kind of 
nine to five always like almost 24 hours a day I'm kind of stuck in this kind of where I'm this kind of lifestyle where I'm learning how to live for free throughout the day because of my job it kind of imparts into yourself um, and that's where I've picked up hundreds more tips and that's one of the reasons I launched the book because I think everything in the book was from things I learned in the last kind of 10 years of um, just a mixture of travel and kind of business. So, so you've been living this sort of uh, frugal lifestyle, right? Yeah, throughout my whole life, probably down to my parents. So, <laughs> was, was it was it due to your upbringing, or how, how did that kind of develop? Um, it's probably because a mixture of both. Um, I was always quite. I, I, I was passed down. Kind of, my mum was very, very frugal with her spending. She was very good with saving money. She was very good with couponing. So I probably get an element from there. Um, but most of it, I would say, came down to me, um, where I wanted to save money to buy the latest video game or buy the le- latest kind of um, thing that's kind of cool when you're a kid. Um, and I never had enough money to do it. So um, I was always good at saving money um, to build up for that nice little purchase at the end of the week or end of the month. Um, and that's where I learned to save money. And then now I've taken it. It's a whole new level, I would say. <laughs> and, and what was driving you as an adult when you uh, when you applied this this concept? Like, did, you said you read the Four Hour Work Week and it changed your life. I mean, was were you really motivated to travel? And this was kind of like a, a, this way of life helped you to get that, or you just wanted to have a your own business? What what was it for you? What was driving you? Oh, so the four-hour work week lifestyle kind of mm-hmm. changed everything just before I went traveling. Um, that's when I realized you could live this kind of four-hour work week nomad lifestyle where you could travel around the world, and that's what I eventually ended up doing. Um, but it's, I would say it started when I read Tim Ferriss's book. Um, and then when I came back from traveling, um, I realized that I could actually try and help other people to do it because I wish there was kind of a group to actually kind of discuss all these deals all these kind of ideas about traveling and outsourcing and um, how you're going to live this kind of lifestyle where you could always be on the go. Um, And that was one of the reasons I set up the group, the Tim Ferriss group, um, that I now run in London. Right. So in case the listener doesn't know, uh, you also have a four-hour work week group that uh, meets, what is it, once a week in London? Um, so we meet once a month once at my month. office. Uh, we normally get about 100 and, ooh, probably 110, 120 people um, into the room. We provide free pizza and free drink. There's sponsorship, um, completely free event. Um, I normally get someone from my own network to speak, someone who's inspirational, someone who's kind of done traveling already, um, or who's lived this nomad lifestyle, um, someone who's kind of done something interesting. Um, so... Um, they'll normally talk for about an hour. Um, we'll have free networking after. And um, generally, it's a great place for people to just kind of meet each other and discuss things from the books, what they're doing. Um, we've created multiple kind of friendship groups where people hang out together now. Um, so it's been really good for people. Um, and I think I've met a lot of brilliant people through it. And, and what has kind of come about from those uh, meetings? What have you learned? What are some of the things? Um, I didn't realize there's so many people around the world who travel. Um, I probably meet about 10 different travelers every month um, who are literally just in London uh, backpacking across the world and they live for um, their their own websites or their own um, kind of automated businesses. Um, I'll meet them every month and there'll be someone new every single month who kind of inspires me to kind of go traveling again. And it's just brilliant to hear their stories of how they do it. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the, the biggest eye-opening things to me as well when I started to travel is just, um, for example, when you go to Thailand and you just, you can't help but be swarmed by backpackers everywhere and just listening to all their stories and you hear all these ins- inspirational things that people are doing, I, I find that it's, it's really eye-opening. You don't really expect that if you just stay home and, and kind of stay in your comfort zone and don't get out and meet these people. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the reasons I went traveling in the first place because I didn't, I think there's this whole wide world where some people, or most of my friends have never really gone traveling around the world and never seen, never seen, oh, I read a stat the other day where I've been to 17% of the world and I've been to maybe 40, 50 countries. So I dread to think where everyone else must be on one or 2% of the world. So I think I've still got far to go. Um, but I think you, you pick up something new that you can't really teach in schools um, or teach at work when you go traveling, and it's just brilliant to do it once. Yeah, it really opens up your mind because when you just stay in one place, uh, you're kind of socially conditioned to uh, think one way and, and see the world one way. Um, and when you can kind of break free of that, you, you really shake up your paradigm and you can learn to look at life differently and, and kind of find your own place in, in the world uh, a little bit differently than you would. Uh, if you hadn't traveled, I think. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Yeah. So, so I love that you're you're kind of inspiring people to uh, to get out of their comfort zone and to try something new by by some of the techniques that you're suggesting in your book. Um, if if you could break down the process of someone and say like, hey, Deepak, uh, I want to do such and such. Uh, I want to become like a digital nomad, or I want to become Tim Ferriss. You know, what what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, so I would say the best place and easiest place to start, and I say this every single month to someone in my meetup group, was to kind of the easiest way to start would be to launch a website, um, to launch a niche website in kind of affiliate marketing, um, drop shipping, whatever it could be, whatever you're excited in, whatever interests you, take one of your hobbies, um, use something what we discussed just before our call actually, Udemy is a brilliant resource for people to kind of learn about how to use WordPress or how to use internet. Um, it, it's one of the easiest ways to start. Um, it's how I started. Um, you launch a WordPress website, you stick some advertising on there. Um, you use Google, which is where you're going to get most of your traffic from. You use a mixture of social media and SEO to kind of get traffic. Um, and then you, you look at your conversion rates. Um, as long as you can kind of go from step to step. My goal at the start when I launched my first website was just to make one pound a day. Um, And that was it. There there was no other goal. And then that kind of flourished into, oh, let's now try and make 10 pound a day. And then let's now make 100 pounds a day. And then it's kind of like grown and grown and grown. Um, So I would say to kind of start small, try and build this kind of um, it took me probably about two years to learn everything in the first place. Um, and that was literally just trial and error. It's one of the best things you can do. It's just trial and error, seeing what works and what doesn't work. And the amount of, like, the every time one thing works, I've probably tested 10 different ways that have completely failed. Um, so that's one of the best things you can do is just don't wait on it. Go and actually go and try something. Go and do it. So it's a continual process of testing and learning. You mentioned Udemy. Um, and just just continue continuing to learn as you go. Do you, do you actually sell anything on through your site, Deepak, or is it just uh, affiliates and advertising? Um, through latest free stuff, we actually sell nothing. Um, there's no postage charges for anything. There's no delivery charges. Um, there's no actual product costs. Um, we're just a middleman, so the brand will send you products directly. Um, I've made sure there's no advertising on there. Um, so it's a great resource if you're in the UK to kind of get some free samples of products. 
<laughs> and how do how do how do you make your money, and how long did it take to get to that point? Like, I know I, I read from a recent article that you're at uh, four hundred thousand hits per month, uh, with seventy five thousand email subscribers. No, you mentioned eighty thousand before the call, right? Yeah, so we've actually yeah. <laughs> we've jumped since that article. We've jumped about five thousand um, articles just off the back of the recent coverage that we've had in newspapers and magazines. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, we, we are we are growing very very fast now as the brand grows bigger and bigger. Uh, my goal is to have one million subscribers maybe by the end of the year, hopefully. Um, but I'm not too sure if we're going to hit that at the moment. So we've still got a good twelve eleven months to do that. <laughs> so, so um, but the through, main uh... kind of is. Walk me through the first six months or the first 12 uh, months, Deepak. Um, so the first six to 12 months, I had almost no, I had no stuff. It was all myself. Um, I'd come back from traveling. I was honestly just a bit depressed. Um, I wanted to just pick up my backpack again and leave it to traveling. Um, and then people kind of, one thing that stood out when I started doing this was people kept saying, are you going to go and get a real job? Um, people knew I was doing kind of always flirting in the internet marketing world. They didn't really understand the industry. They didn't realize how much money you can make from it. Um, but people were always asking me when I'm going to get a proper job. And I was almost, I was very, very close to actually getting a real job. I even applied for a job, three jobs, um, but I failed. I think I didn't get the interview in the end. Um, but it seemed to kind of, the first six to 12 months were really, really difficult. Um, I was up, probably only, I was up, about 20 hours of the day, just sitting there writing content, um, emailing other site owners, trying to get backlinks to different places, um, and then continually adding the latest products. Because it, because the website's called Latest Free Stuff, we had to have the latest free stuff on the website, um, and that's what people come to expect of the site now. Um, so we make sure we always have the best content in the UK. Um, we have the best kind of updated freebies. Um, and it was really difficult um, when I... Probably just at the end of the 13th, 14th month, I got my first kind of content writer who kind of took that responsibility away from me so I could concentrate on the business side. And um, and now we're about two, three years into the site, so it's going even better. <laughs> what, what, where was the point where you made the transition to uh, working really hard and you, you came back to the UK, you were a little bit depressed and um, you were staying up all night you know, working on this to things starting to go really well? When did you make that transition? Um, so it started going really well. The first, I don't know if you know, a newspaper in the UK called Daily Mirror. Um, it's one of the best-selling newspapers in the UK. Uh, a journalist there picked up on the website and they thought it was a brilliant resource and they put it, they recommended it. Um, and it was probably the best backlink we've ever had in the UK. Um, it shot our Google rankings through the roof. Um, we're now ranked um, first or second um, for every main keyword in our industry. Um, so if you type in free stuff or free samples, we're, we're ranked probably second um, in the rankings. And you won't believe how many people type in free stuff every single day into Google. So we get a lot of traffic off the back of that. <laughs> so was that the moment that you knew that this was going to work? Um, that's the moment it started getting really big. Um, and that's probably the moment, yeah, you're right, that's probably the moment I realized that, oh, this could actually really work, and that my kind of dream of actually changing people's life, of impacting everyone, um, or trying to impact everyone's life, uh, might actually happen. <laughs> so, so in the beginning, all you had was that, that dream that was keeping you going, and then after that, you realized that, all right, this is, this is really happening. How long did it take till you got, to, till you got that mention in the Daily Mail? 
Um, so that probably took about eight months, um, seven to eight months. Okay. Um, and that was, that was completely natural coverage. We didn't, I didn't actually go and ask for it. It was just someone, um, they're probably becoming, they were being a really good journalist and actually, um, doing lots of research and they found the best site at the time <laughs> for getting free stuff. <laughs> so if there was an entrepreneur who was doing what you recommended and, uh, they, they set up a website, um, if they wanted to kind of do what you did and turn the corner, I mean, would you recommend that they, uh, at some point, once once they get to this, once they have a good thing going, should they try to reach out to these publications and try to get coverage to, to take it to the next level? Yeah, so one of, one of the best ways to do, kind of get PR coverage is just to go and do it yourself. Um, most coverage I get is just through my Twitter. I'll, I'll find a contact. I'll, I'll probably find someone similar in my industry um, who's got some coverage of some in some kind of form um, on that platform and say, oh, I really liked your article um, about so-and-so. Um, I've got this story for you. Um, I've done this, this, and this. And um, if they're a good journalist, they'd probably look into it. If they're interested, they'll follow up with um, just this morning, we I, I reached out to a Guardian journalist off the back of the Forbes website, saying I just had I was featured in Forbes. Would you like to write an article? And she's just got back to me today, today morning. Um, so it's, it really works. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you find it works best when you um, you kind of name drop? Hey, I was just I was just uh, featured in Forbes, and you should cover me too. Does that get their interest? Yeah, that's one of the best ways you can do it. Um, I, I would say that really kind of kicks them into action. <laughs> the, the kind of association rule, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, it, and it really, really works. Because I feel like for a lot of new entrepreneurs, it can really be a struggle to try to get your, your message out there. Yeah, the, the kind of first piece of coverage is probably the most difficult. Um, but um, the only thing I can say is just keep working at it. Um, that's how I got. Well, the first piece of coverage I got was accidental, but um, the, the, there are there are ways to get free PR coverage, and it's just working hard at it, um, reaching out to them, kind of like the targeted journalists, and be very careful with what you say to them the first time you ever see them or first time you ever reach out to them. I see. And and so, what what is a good example of what to say? Because you said be very careful. <laughs> Um, so I would say don't just send a blank message to everyone. Um, that can be seen as spammy. So um, don't go and just say, oh, this is my site. Check it out. Um, send me an email on blah, blah, blah. Um, I would write a personal message, look into what they wrote about in the past, maybe kind of recommend or kind of compliment them is probably the word I'm going to recommend. Um, compliment them on what they've done in the past with kind of like a, someone in your industry saying, I really like this article. It was a great read. Um, I've, I've done this, this, and this. Um, maybe drop that in the last line of that email. And um, hopefully you get somewhere from there. Um, I think journalists really love to talk about their previous work is what I found because mm. um, they're very proud of it, rightly so. Yeah, I agree. And you have to show that you actually know who they are and that you actually read their work and you're not just trying to get free publicity for yourself. Exactly, exactly. That's so true. <laughs> so do you have any uh, recommended resources or free deals for entrepreneurs? Um, so I've actually picked out three or four different things just before your call oh, okay. um, that yeah, I use every single day. Um, so there's one that I use every single day. Um, if a lot of 
your users use Gmail. Um, there's a plugin called Reportive. Um, I don't know how widely known this is, um, but whilst you're replying to someone, I use it all the time with PR coverage. Um, as I type in someone's email address, I can see their LinkedIn profile, a picture of them, um, where they've worked in the past, their website, sometimes their telephone number, um, their Twitter ID, um, which kind of helps me to write an introductory email. Um, it's a completely free app, um, and you can attach it to any Gmail uh, one of the best things you can do. Um, if it, I think it's the website's reportive.com, uh, and I use it probably in the last year constantly. Um, okay, so you, you just start typing in an email address. Do you have to receive an email from them to get all this information? or? Yes, you have to know the email address in the first place, but I okay. find it's great to actually kind of start a great email, especially when you've got an email of someone. So, so, know so exactly you, can, you they can plug in their email address before you had any previous contact with them and it pulls this information? Exactly, automatically oh, um, on your right side. So okay, it b- works brilliantly. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I, I actually um, do. You know, John Lee Dumas, uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. Oh yes, I do. Yeah, he's run a great podcast. Yeah, I did. I did an interview with him, and I told them about a, a an app that actually tracks your emails. Um, Streak. Have you heard of Streak? Oh, I have heard of Streak. Yeah, I've never got the chance to use it. <laughs> but some someone recommended it to me. Yeah, there's, there's, there's that one and a couple others that tell you when people open their emails. And I was telling him about that. He's like, how do I get people to block or how do I block uh, that tracking from people? <laughs> and there actually is an app uh, out there. I think it's called Gimli or something like that. Um, interesting stuff. So Reportive. Uh, I know there's some other features that Reportive has because uh, I, I read about it on AppSumo as well, but I, I haven't used it too much. Um, what um, are, I've got, I think I've got one more, which I really want to share with your users. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure if this is a worldwide one, but I, I've seemed to use it every single month. Um, there's a service called Peek, P-E-E or P-W-E-K. Um, it's, it's off, um, a very big company called usertesting.com and they've got a free version of it where they give you a five minute video of a kind of real person using your website or app. Um, completely free and you can use it three times a month no obligations to do anything they normally send you a video of someone using your website within about two to three hours is the longest I normally wait Um, they don't normally sell anything to you later obviously it's a great service to use in the future when you're testing your future products Um, but I've been using it continuously for the last 11 or or 12 months um, on people just testing my website to see people's feedback of what they like what they don't like Um, and it's one of the best ways as a kind of business owner to test almost product test your service or product test your site and it's called a p-e-e-k you said yeah so it's called peak um p-e-e-k dot user testing dot com um and uh, maybe i'll send you an email with it um, so you can check it out yourself okay yeah so if you're listening to this we'll include a link to that in the show notes um and and so what insights have you gotten from that deeper um, so from there, I've really just got kind of design changes where people got a bit lost. Um, I think that's one of the best things you can do with kind of getting like, it's almost like watching someone over your shoulder, viewing your website or using your website. The amount of times I've wished someone could, I could actually do that to someone um, is incredible. Um, and I think this service kind of has helped me to learn where I should be putting content, where I shouldn't, where someone's actually got lost and how to improve it. Um, and I think that's really valuable as kind of an entrepreneur to know what to improve on your website. Okay, excellent. And you mentioned one other uh, 
app or tool that you recommended? Um, yeah, the other one um, is one of the biggest kind of growth strategies we've had is launching competitions. I don't know if your users know much about lea.m.io. Um, they've got a free package where they, you can launch your own giveaway or competition um, and you can attach it to your Facebook page or to your Twitter page. Um, and it's one of the best ways to kind of go viral with your product. You'll find that the people entering those competitions, say you're a, oh, I don't know, say you're a, a manufacturer of, um, or oh, I don't know what to say, a manufacturer of mugs. Um, let's just say, of like kind of mugs, ceramic mugs. So the people who would apply for those products or would enter that competition have a genuine interest in mugs so they would share it with their friends um or share it with their family who are interested in those products and you kind of it's the best way to get targeted visitors um and it's one of the best ways that we've grown our email database is just through the launch of different competitions where we've given away a small prize um and it's reached out to thousands and thousands of people every month um and it's one of the best ways to draw kind of to drive your email database and you know how that's key <laughs> Uh, Deepak, uh, I'm sorry. The call actually cut out at the beginning of that. Um, oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you mind? Do you, do you mind starting over again? I'm so sorry. I, I didn't yeah, want to interrupt you, but um, I'll just I'll just ask the question again. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Just a minute ago. Okay, so I'm checking out Peak, and that's actually a free tool, and that's at again peak.usertesting.com. And Deepak, you mentioned that there was one other tool or app that you recommend. Uh, could you tell me about that? Yeah, so the other tool I recommend um, is a uh, free giveaway app. Um, one of the best kind of strategies for latest free stuff is to launch a few different competitions every single week um, where we can reach out to our audience and get them to kind of enter this competition and incentivize them to share it with their friends and family. Um, example is if you were a, uh, say you have a website that's selling um, mugs, um, just normal mugs that you can put tea and coffee in. The people who would enter that competition have a, generally have a genuine interest in your product. And they're kind of these platforms. Um, an example is a platform called Gleam, G-L-E-A-M.io. Um, allows you to do it for completely free. Um, you can set up your own competition, launch it on your Facebook page or your website, um, get people to enter and grab their email address. It kind of incentivizes the users to share it with their friends and family. And it's a great way to get targeted email addresses. Um, it's one of the best ways that we've grown our email database. And I think we're sitting at about 80,000 fans now, so um, and we need to kind of ramp that up to get to a million somehow. Excellent. And is that a free service or is it paid? Um, they do have different packages, but well, their basic packages start for completely free. Um, we were on their basic package for months and months um, before we saw a benefit to move into their um, kind of pro packages. Okay, and then that's uh, Gleam.io, correct? That's correct, yep. Okay, awesome. Um, so any, anything else uh, you wanted to add to this call before we wrap up or...? No, I think that's it for now. I think I've gone through lots of different strategies. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to tell me about the book or, uh, you know, you want to pitch the book? Um, no, I think hopefully they just, I don't know if you can just include a link in it um, somewhere in the notes. That would be good, I guess. Um, I don't think I've got anything to pitch 
generically. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Everything you, is free, right? <laughs> exactly. I think if they type in free stuff, they'll end up on the book somewhere anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so give me um, one more piece of advice for just how you find all these free deals. You just Google them, just free stuff. Um, yeah. So, sh- what do you want to jump on the call again, or um, sh- is it just for you? No, I'm. I'm, I'm just curious because you have. Uh, things like uh, in your book, you mentioned free gym passes, for example. Um, That's correct. Yeah, and you say you say like how you you say the benefits of getting free gym passes. You have a trainer every week, but uh, how can I find those those gym passes? Because I before this call, I started to look up like free gym passes in Bangkok or something, and I, I was really tr- struggling to find anything. Yeah. Okay. So one of the best ways to do it is actually check kind of websites, social media, and that's where we pick up most of our content. Um, we actually actively go and search for free samples or free products or free gym passes um, on social media of the main websites. Um, if you're in Bangkok, I think you're going to slightly struggle there because I don't know if they're going to be. I find these kind of strategies work best in Westernized worlds, um, where they're kind of they've got a big grasp of social media. Um, but in terms of gym passes, I don't know what else I can recommend with that. One of the best ways to do it is probably just go down to the gym and say, can I have a free trial? Um, they'll normally always say yes to you. Um, yeah, that's one of the best ways I would say you could do it. <laughs> so <basically laughs> that's just, what I would do. <laughs> that, that's your recommendation, just ask. If you ask for things, just, people give it to you. Yeah, all the time. I do it all the time. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, and you mentioned social media, so you just go on and like just, just search on Facebook search or... Uh, Twitter? Do you yeah. Have, do you, where do you start searching? Um, so we actually search like generic words, like what we need. We need to find almost mass market products of anything. Um, so we so we search for words like free samples, free stuff, free trials, um, and then we have to filter through um, the whole results because you won't believe how many people tweet the word free samples every day. Um, so we filter through into UK results and then kind of make this kind of like a collage of the best offers of the day and then filter and put them into kind of a hand-picked one to five of what we think are the best offers of the day and then we send them out by a newsletter, by our email newsletter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Deepak. Uh, what's what's next for you? Where do you see this all going and what do you want your... Uh, you mentioned that you had this mission to help improve people's lives. What do you want your legacy to be? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm halfway there now. Um, but I think we just need to get more people to kind of find out about the website. That's probably my legacy now. Um, the more people I kind of um, get to, the better it is, if anything. Um, and I want to kind of impact as many people as possible. Even if I change one or two things about their life, that would, I would see as a success, really. Do, do you see this as a, a movement that's going to get bigger? Because I'm sure you're familiar with terms like uh, the sharing economy um, and just, just how, how many things are becoming readily available at low cost or for free. Uh, wh- where do you see this all kind of going? Um, so the sharing economy has, I think, been exploding in the last few years, hasn't it? Um, there's lots of, I think they start from like Airbnb to, um, we've got, actually got in our, um, where I'm based at a co-working space called Rainmaking Loft, we've got one of the biggest um, co-sharing spaces or co-sharing commit economy spaces for um, people to share their dogs and pets. Um, we've got a company here that does it. And I see the growth in their website every single day. Um, so I think there's definite growth where people are sharing their products and services and kind of helping each other. Um, but I think that's just going to kind of increase together as the same trend. 
with freedomism, if anything. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to say about that, I think. <laughs> and, and you mentioned people are sharing dogs and, and cats, you said? Yeah, in the UK they are. In the UK they definitely are. Oh, actually, no, I think they're London-based. <laughs> um, so they actually share So if you want to get, I think I mentioned it in the book too, um, they actually, you can, you can, if you don't want the cost or the long-term kind of commitment to getting a pet, you can get a, you can borrow a dog for a day, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> Give it back when you don't, when you don't want it anymore, right? Exactly. I think it's perfect. I think it's a great present <laughs> for a day. <laughs> and that, that's the beauty about the sharing economy is that you can have uh, all this stuff without actually owning anything. And um, yeah. that's, that's really, really powerful, I think. Exactly, yeah. That's completely true. Yeah, I think it's great if, if you have like uh, 10 homes, let's say, and uh, you don't have to have 10 different lawnmowers anymore. You know, you can have one lawnmower and just kind of share that between you. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you're completely right. It's true. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this call, Deepak. I, I really enjoyed it. No, that's okay. Yeah, so did I. I think it's my first podcast I've ever done. So I've never <laughs> done this before. She'll be the first person I've ever done a podcast with. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. And um, yeah, so if, if you're interested in learning more about Deepak, uh, go check out his website, latestfreestuff.co.uk, and also his book, How to Live for Free. And Deepak, is that also... Um, is there stuff in there for U.S. readers as well? Um, yeah, there is. Um, I would say some of the tips are completely generic, um, as it is a kind of book for – it's targeted towards U.K. users. So there's a lot of kind of mentions of U.K. brands. But I would say some of the tips can be converted to anyone in the world. Awesome. Yeah, and go check out that book. You know, even if you're not interested in, uh, you know, collecting coupons or, or getting free tea at – uh, these chains. I mean, it's it's just. A, I think it's great because it just kind of shakes up your paradigm and, and makes you realize you look at things differently and realize uh, a different way of doing things. You know, than you might be used to doing them. And I think that's that's really cool. And you can kind of really think outside of the box and uh, to get the things you want in life. And I uh, just wanted to say thank you for everything you're doing, Deepak. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks a lot.